Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hey, Southern California, it's that time of the year again. I hope you can join us for our sixth annual mom event. This year, it's going to be Saturday, February 25th. Now, it's a day full of encouragement, fellowship, and worship. This year, I'm so excited, Jennifer Papito, author of Mothering by the Book, is going to be joining us too. Early bird registration is only $25 this year, and it goes through the month of January. Then in February, registration, which also includes your lunch and, of course, fresh brewed coffee, is $35. If you're feeling overwhelmed, have a bad case of the winter blahs, or you're hitting that February wall a bit early this year, then you need to join us. Go to coffeewithcarry.org for more information or to register today. I hope to see you there. If you've been around me for any length of time, (laughs) you know I laugh a lot. And my laugh is quite contagious and, well, a bit obnoxious. If you've been around my kids at all, you know my daughter has some pretty funny insights about life in general. And my son, well, he's just a hoot. He doesn't seem to have a serious bone in his body. And if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, or you've listened to me speak at conventions, you've heard some of my very hilarious and very true stories about our homeschooling and about our life in general. To tell you the truth, the stories are quite censored too, because some of my outright favorite stories I just can't share because my kids deserve some privacy. They would never forgive me if I shared some of the golden nuggets of mishaps and miscommunications for all to hear. But let's be honest, moms, we can't homeschool without a sense of humor. There's a meme out there that says a homeschooling mom without a sense of humor is like an accountant who can't do math. And it's so true. As moms, we need to be able to laugh and to laugh at ourselves. We can't take ourselves, our kids, or really even our homeschooling too seriously. Now, some of my favorite verses can be found in Genesis 18. I don't know why, But it tickles me so much when Sarah laughs at the news that she will become a mom in her golden years. Y'all, in this week's episode, I want to do a deep dive into God's Word and glean some insights from Sarah, Abraham's wife and Isaac's mother, that we can apply in the new year. As moms and as wives, I think we can all relate to Sarah on some level. We can learn much from her godly responses and from some of her not-so-godly reactions. Now, there are three lessons we can learn from Sarah and three principles we can apply to our own lives. So the three lessons I want to talk about are we all mess up, but as believers, God doesn't hold it against us. Another lesson is following God isn't always easy, 
but it's always worth it. And the third lesson we can learn from Sarah is don't pray for patience, practice it. And then the three principles that I think we can apply, which are really more like reminders for us, is that nothing is impossible with God. God always delivers on his promises, and God's timing is always perfect, even though it may not feel that way in the moment. Now, if you have your Bible nearby, open it up to Genesis 18. And if not, just keep driving or walking or washing your dishes. I'll read it to you. Now, in Genesis 18, 1 through 8, three visitors appeared to Abraham. Now, while Sarah was busy preparing an impromptu feast for these guys, the visitors proceeded to have a conversation with Abraham about himself, about his wife, and about their future. Sarah was close by, and she was eavesdropping. Now, in Genesis 18, verses 9 through 12, it says, Where is your wife, Sarah? they asked. There in the tent, Abraham replied. Then he said, I will surely return to you at this time next year, and your wife Sarah will have a son. Now Sarah was behind him, listening at the entrance to the tent. And Abraham and Sarah were already old and well along in years. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. So she laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my master is old, Will I now have this pleasure? Okay, can you just hear Sarah laughing here? Now in Hebrew, the word laugh in this verse means to laugh outright, either in merriment or in scorn. Now based on the visitor's response to Sarah's laugh, I don't think Sarah was laughing with giddy excitement like one does when they hear great news or when they receive a wonderful gift. I think her laughter was more of a mocking kind of a laugh, like, yeah, right, you're not funny. Come on, man, get real. That's a funny joke. Her response really isn't that surprising, though, if you think about it. Because of many different reasons, Sarah didn't take the announcement very seriously. She was 90 years old. I mean, come on now, let's get real here. We all know what happens to our bodies starting at the age of 40. Parts don't work like they used to, and gravity takes the lead with regards to several body parts. Once you hit the 50s and the 60s, parts just stop working altogether, and gravity has completely won. I mean, things sag, skin loosens, eyes droop, our lips diminish, little pockets of fat pop up in places that we didn't even know we had. So yeah, at 90, Sarah is amused at this news. Now, keep in mind, though, Sarah was a looker, even in her golden years. She had some admirers while traveling with Abraham in Genesis 12 and Genesis 20. But the thought of getting pregnant in her 90s? Well, I'm sure that seemed quite funny to her. Now, another reason Sarah might have laughed at this news is because for 90 years, she had been infertile. Both she and Abraham had prayed for decades for a child, but to no avail. Sarah even took matters into her own hands, which we'll get to in a minute. It was just physically impossible for her to conceive a child on so many levels. So she laughed at the idea. Now, her laugh could have also been a defense mechanism, too. Having a child was such a dream for her. It was a prayer that had not been answered in over 90 years. Perhaps she didn't want to let her guard down to get her hopes up 
or to believe something so wonderful just in case this didn't come to pass. And I can relate to Sarah so much in her reaction and in her response. It, it's not that I think God is a liar. I know his word is truth. It isn't that I don't believe in God's goodness or that he can't or won't keep a promise. I just might believe deep down in my tucked away protective heart that these awesome things or these wonderful promises are for everybody else, not for me. Why would something so wonderful happen to me? I mean, there's no reason for God to pick me to bless me in this way. I might feel deep down that I'm not worthy enough and that I'm certainly not special enough. Maybe Sarah felt the same way about herself. Maybe her self-talk for 90 years was just as negative and pessimistic as maybe my self-talk. It's not a lack of belief in God, but a lack of belief in God's love for me. What about you? Can you relate? Maybe it was a nervous laugh. There was that time Sarah really messed up. She heard God's promise that he would bless them with a son and that he would make a nation from that son and that the world would be blessed through that seed. But there was that burning question. How? It just wasn't possible, or at least it didn't seem like it. Again, I can relate to Sarah here. Can you? Of course, I believe God is the creator of the universe and can do literally anything. But for some reason, I feel the need to help God get things done. Like God needs my help somehow. It could have been Sarah's lack of patience, which we'll talk about too in a minute. But ultimately, Sarah did take matters into her own hands with regards to Hagar. God promised a son, so Sarah made sure that son happened. What a royal mess she and Abraham made by not trusting God to do his thing in his own miraculous way and in his own perfect timing. Actually, the political world is still suffering from that colossal mess up. The sons of Ishmael and Isaac are still fighting today. And we also see in Genesis 21, 1 through 8, God didn't hold Sarah's disbelief or her yeah right laughter against her. Because she did bear a child, and she did give birth to a son, just like God said. Now, unlike Sarah in Genesis 18, I want to laugh like the woman in Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31.25 says, She is clothed in strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Now, other translations put it this way. She laughs without fear of the future. She shall rejoice in time to come, and she smiles at the future. Now the joy of the Lord should be my strength. Our laugh should be one of rejoicing and expectant hope. The Lord loves you. He loves me. Why wouldn't I believe that he wants the best for me and that he wants to bless me in ways I can't even imagine? And he wants that for my kids and your kids too. We shouldn't laugh with a mocking tone either when the Lord gives us a promise or an impossible word about one of our kids. We belong to the Lord. Our children belong to the Lord. Therefore, we can rejoice. We can laugh at the days to come and smile at the future because we know ultimately the best is yet to come, whether it happens here on earth or in eternity. So y'all, we do mess up. 
But as believers, God doesn't hold it against us. So we shouldn't hold it against ourselves. And two, we also learn from Sarah that following God isn't always easy, but it's always worth it. And third, another lesson we can learn from Sarah and her story is that we shouldn't pray for patience. We should practice patience. Becoming a patient person takes training, (laughs) much like training for a sport. Little by little, you build up your muscles, you build up your tolerance, you build up your stamina. Each day you make choices to not eat certain foods or drink certain drinks or to indulge in something that will mess up your progress, right? Building patience, it's the same thing. We need to practice patience to become better at it. Little by little, we hold our tongue. Little by little, we let an annoying comment slide. Little by little, we breathe in instead of blowing out hot air. Each day, we choose not to say something that might be hurtful. Each day, we choose to not complain or to nag. You can pray for patience and then watch God give you opportunities to be patient. Or you can simply make a plan to practice little acts of patience each and every day. You'll find either way, the fruit of the Spirit will grow stronger and will become more evident in you. Now, in a way, Sarah was both patient and impatient. She was impatient in making God's promise come to pass in her own way and timing instead of waiting on the Lord's timing. But she was also very patient in that she faithfully prayed for a son for 90 years. I need to remember this as I'm tempted to give up on the prayers I have been praying for 25 years. Patience needs to be practiced. God's word reminds us to be still and wait patiently on the Lord. Okay, so let's finish this passage. Genesis 18:13 goes on to say, And the visitor asked Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Can I really bear a, a child when I'm old? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you, and in about a year, and Sarah will have a son. But Sarah was afraid, so she denied it and said, I didn't laugh. No, replied the Lord, but you did laugh. Now, there are three principles we can apply to our lives, our motherhood, and our homeschooling that we learn here in these verses. Nothing is impossible with God. God always delivers on his promises, and God's timing is always perfect. Y'all, nothing is too difficult for God. I love verse 14. It says, is anything too difficult for the Lord? Other versions ask the question this way. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything impossible for the Lord? And the amplified version states it this way. Is anything too difficult or too wonderful for the Lord? With man, with Sarah, with Abraham, with me, with you, nothing is possible. But with God, anything is possible. That means our finances can be stretched, restored, and multiplied by the Lord. It means our health can be restored or our suffering can be lessened by the Lord. Our child's challenges can be overcome or defeated with the Lord. Our homeschooling can be rewarding, fruitful, and even joyful with the Lord. Nothing is impossible with God. 
And God always delivers on his promises, and God's timing is always perfect, even though it may not feel that way in the moment. In Genesis 21, it states, Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, and at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. God promised, and he delivered. Did Abraham and Sarah think it would take over a half century for the promise to be fulfilled? (laughs) Probably not. But it doesn't matter. God was faithful. Their prayers were answered. In the grand scheme of things, the timing and the plan was perfect. God promises to provide for us. He promises he will protect us. He promises us our sins are forgotten and that he remembers our sins no more. He promises to redeem the lost time, to turn mourning into dancing and ashes into beauty. He promises to hear our prayers. He promises if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. He promises if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. If God promises all of this and can do all of this, what makes us doubt our parenting and our homeschooling? And in case you do, in Isaiah 54, 13, God promises us, all your children will be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. Mic drop. There you have it. Case closed. Stop doubting, mamas. Stop laughing. God's word never fails or comes back void. Now, I want to end with Sarah laughing again, but this time it's in Genesis 21, 6 through 7. It says, Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Sarah acknowledged that others may laugh at the thought of an old woman nursing a child, but her laughter is no longer one of jest. She knows others aren't mocking God's promise now. They're rejoicing with her. Her laughter is now one of gratefulness, unwavering faith, and joy. With every chuckle, giggle, and outburst of laughter, Sarah gives all the glory and honor and praise to the Lord. The joy of the Lord truly was her strength. Her hope was truly found in the Lord, and her mourning did turn into laughter. My prayer for you this new year is that you will find joy in the little things, that you will laugh at the days to come because you know our Lord is a promise keeper and that you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that nothing is impossible for the Lord. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read in 2023. You can find me at my website or order my book online at coffeewithcarry.org. Now, if you heard something you liked or something new, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week. 
And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcasts and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. This is really the best way for other moms to find our podcast. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, my podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.